Hey guys, welcome back to the Team Tom podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Pam. Team. Cool. And today we wanted to have a chat about, um, yeah, a really important topic um, about depression. Um, something that has, yeah, impacted our lives and we wanted to have a chat about it. Yeah. So before we start, yeah, disclaimer, we are not, um, what do you call it, psychologists or anything. Yeah. But um, we did want to, yeah, quick overview of what depression is and how it affects everyone around the world um from the who um journal from 2020 um so depression is a common mental disorder globally more than 264 million people of all ages suffer from depression during these episodes the person experiences depressed mood loss of interest and enjoyment and reduced energy leading to diminished activity Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. Close to, t- close to 800,000 people die due to suicide every year. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in 15 to 29 year olds. Although there are known effective treatments for mental disorders, between 76% and 85% of people in low and middle income countries receive no treatment for their disorder. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, this, this statistics are quite alarming. Like especially because there is treatments out there, but low to middle income own, owners just don't have or they just don't get the treatment that they need. Yeah. Do you think it comes down to people don't really know that it is depression, do you think a lot of the yeah. time? Yeah, but it's quite undetected. Yeah. And I think more so like with Pacific Islanders it's kind of just if you can't see it it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. like unless it's a broken arm or something like oh yeah you're hurt but if it's your brain or something mental a lot of the times we can kind of just say yeah kind of just scan over and go just keep going yeah and not really pay attention to it which is quite alarming because like the statistic said it's the second suicide is um the second leading cause of death from uh, for people between the ages of 15 and 29 mm-hmm. um, and obviously depression is str- strongly linked to to suicide and so it is it's killing a lot of people and um, yeah I know of a lot of um, yeah mates that I played rugby with some of my closest friends that have taken their own life um, for I, I don't know their personal reasons but um, yeah I, I'm sure depression plays a, a big part in yeah. in those decisions that you know that people make mm-hmm like even for me like i had a second cousin that we ended up going to his funeral for and like i i remember a lot of people were saying to just like cover up his neck because of this mm. and that and I'll, and the, and i remember like his mum was telling everyone that yeah he he mm. was quite distant and quite quiet and like he mm. was really sad for a long time yeah yeah and even like i remember when i was doing practical for nursing like th- we had so many teenagers coming through outdoors that we had to look after because they tried to overdose and mm. when i would ask them like you know like kind of how are you doing and stuff all they would say is that they're really sad like they just they hate it here like mm. it just hurts to live and it's easier just for them to yeah, commit suicide yeah so it's everywhere especially that age group 15 year olds to 29 year olds that's the second leading cause of death for them and that yeah. we're in that age group yeah those are quite crucial years, I think, when you know you're making decisions and yeah. it's life is not easy. Life's not easy. Kind of 
building the foundation for the rest of your life. So, yeah, it's a topic that is also close to home for us. Yeah. And that's why we want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so f- for myself, like, I think in the last couple of weeks, um, yeah, I've been dealing with, like, severe um, depression. And, yeah, kind of been working through that. Yeah. So how did you know that you were going through this? Like, when did it first sink into you? Because before you wouldn't say that you were depressed. You, s- you said you are more anxious. Yeah, I used to always say I'm anxious or, like, I'm tired or I'm just being lazy. And I think I didn't realize it was depression until, I don't know, I think I just started really wanting, like, it was hurting so much that I honestly just did not yeah want to live like it got to the point where I did get suicidal and like just my self-worth was has always been quite low but it was just getting to the point where it was non-existent Mm. and I was just hurting so much that I was like I felt like I was paralyzed like I couldn't move I couldn't do things like, I just didn't even want to eat, didn't want to get out of bed. Like, it got to the point, too, remember, like, I'd just sleep. Like, I'd mm. wake up in the morning, and then I'd be like, nah, I'm going back to bed. And then I'd get up at 5, 6 p.m. And, like, every time I'd wake up, like, wake up, I just didn't want to be conscious. I just, like, my mood was just so low. Mm. And that's when I realized, like, this, this isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more you realized that more than I did. I don't think I fully realized it myself. Yeah. W- was it gradual or was it just like one day? It was gradual. Yep. And I think I kept just trying to hide it. Like I kept yeah. trying to tell myself, like, stop it. Like, stop being sad. Like, get up. You're blessed. Like, you're lucky. You're like, why, what, why do you have to be sad? You have no reason to be sad. And like I kept fighting those thoughts, those feelings. I just kept fighting it, fighting it, until it just started like eating at me. And I don't think it was just this one time. Like now that I've, like I'm, I'm starting to overcome it now. Like I've reflected back and looked back that now this has I've kind of always had mm. um, depressive episodes. Yep. And I've just kind of learned how to. I don't think I overcome them. I learned cope. how to cope with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's more kind of how it all started. Because you said like there was a scale there, like severe depression, like you, it kind of. W- yeah. So like for myself, I have like recurrent depressive yeah, recurrent. disorder. Yeah. Where, yeah, like I get episodes, like just kind of t- a couple of weeks during my life where it happens. But then with those episodes, it's. Um, like it, it's either mild, like moderate or like severe. severe. Mm. And I think my latest one was just real severe, like to the point where, yeah, I was yeah, ready to attempt and yeah. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's confronting thought, like not just for yourself, but also like as a husband, like seeing your, yeah, your wife go through that, like seeing you go through that was yeah scary like it's never happened before and i think that's when we moved to uh, i figured out 
I found a psychiatrist. Is yeah. Yeah, looked her up online. She was based in Sydney, um, and she specialised in yeah this depression. And I think because you spoke a lot about anxiety, and this lady that I found, yeah, just booked a time on on Zoom, um, Sharon, and yeah, she's been thinking a life changer for for Pam and something I'm grateful that I found. I think it was kind of yeah wasn't by accident that I came across yeah. her because yeah as Pam will share she's been the difference for sure yeah for sure yeah did you want to talk a bit about that yeah um so like my initial one like initial therapy session with um her yeah we kind of just discussed like about me mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how much built in feelings and emotions that i had been kind of bottling up my whole life that it all kind of just came out during my therapy sessions and like i've had so much crying like i, mm -hmm. I don't think i've cried as much as i've cried in the last couple of weeks where like i felt safe with her and that and because like she's a specialist she knows what i'm going through and that's the biggest thing that's been helping me because I found that when I was talking to my sister or talking to Caleb about um, what I'm going through, they couldn't quite understand it. Mm. And also like their replies, like it's different when it's coming from a specialist. Like yeah. she knows exactly why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking and how to redirect the way I think about myself. Yeah. And so it's almost having like a professional to like guide you through yourself. And the biggest thing that like I loved my session today was like that she is my cheerleader and that like I'm the one doing the work and I need mm. to remember that like, yeah, it's up to me to do the work and everyone else around me, even her, my spe like the specialist, they're just cheerleaders. Yeah. But you're the one doing the work and even how she spoke about how far you've come from when you first yeah. met with her. So like when I first met with her, yeah, like I've just growing up, I think I've just had the lowest self-esteem mm. for myself. Um, like I think once I got into high school and um, things like that, it started picking back up. But initially, like from my childhood, um, like I've always thought of myself as ugly, as like you're not pretty, um, and when I had my, had the kids, like I gained a lot of weight. So I was telling myself, you're fat. Like, you know, just all these bad mm. thoughts and feelings like Caleb's gonna leave you. Um, you're a stay at home mom, you don't earn anything. You don't mm. make money. Like all you do is stay at home. You're being lazy. Um, like you're not independent, you're so dependent. Like just, I was just so mean to myself. <laughs> and I didn't realize that that's how I was. And that's how I'm wired. Yeah. And it wasn't until these therapy sessions where it really breaks it down for me to go back to my childhood, revisit those thoughts and feelings and actually talk to myself. Like, mm -hmm. where did this thought come from? And I go to that exact place where I remember that thought sparked and I literally like would sit there and talk to myself like as if I'm talking to the younger person and I just remember like crying just crying so much because like I finally saw myself as like this child who
who has been a victim of like um, of verbal abuse mm-hmm. as a kid, and that yeah, just because it's me doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. Like because I compare it to my children now. Like what if I came and said these nasty things to my children? Like would that be okay? And yeah. for me, it's no. no. So why is it that I have to accept that those things are okay to be said to me? Yeah. And so it's kind of like working toward around that. And from going from a spot where I blamed everything on myself and mm-hmm. that I was low, I'm the reason why. Like I deserve all these things, like for me to be mean to myself, to now where, yeah, I don't, like a huge improvement has been that today's session was like, I do love myself. Mm. Like I do, I'm not fat. Like I just yeah. used to always tell myself I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. Whereas now I'm like, no, you're not fat just like stop it yeah this just shows that you really do need to love yourself because like if you don't and you're always hating yourself and you you have that internal dialogue that's so negative um yeah i, I think it just causes you so much grief and pain yeah. like you said and when things happen you, you're always constantly blaming yourself mm-hmm. when it's not your your fault but yeah. i think just because it happens at such a young age like you said you mentioned how you were you felt like yeah you were like a little kid Mm-hmm. like when people would say certain things you just kind of you'll become that child again and yeah like you said you have to visit that child and talk to her and say like yeah what she said wasn't right or yeah and yeah you're not this and you're not that and it's correcting those yeah yeah that that internal yeah, yeah. i even found like i used to hate going to the beach so much mm, yeah because true. i used to like tell myself oh like you're fat like you know and like the thing is i was wearing like long clothes to the beach and like i wanted to cover myself because like i was always taught that if you wore short things that you're seen as promiscuous or like a slut yeah basically that word yeah and if i did this you know that I'm this, and that was because that's what that's what was taught to my yeah. to me as a child. So when I go to the beach, I already feel uncomfortable because I'm trying to cover myself because uh. I don't want to be a slut. But then at the same time, when I'm at the beach, I feel so out of place. Out of place because you're because I'm the only one at the beach freaking wearing long sleeves or like yeah, jeans. Like who the heck wears jeans to the beach? So um, I used to hate the beach because I felt like I was just like arguing like i was pulling with myself to really enjoy it and And that's even before going to the beach that's even before going (laughs) to the beach so let alone get to the beach if someone looks my way i automatically tell myself she's looking at you because you're fat she's looking at you because you're ugly and so like like i'm laughing at it now but it was literally like eating at me whenever i went to the beach so i hated the beach so much and like to now where like i actually enjoyed the beach and i Mm. love it now because i've been able to work with those thoughts and those feelings and tell myself and i was able to go back to that child and be like no it's okay to wear shorts Mm. to the beach the beach is is fine like yeah and also tell myself that no they're not looking at you like they're not looking at you that you're fat they just like they're probably just you know glancing around Mm -hmm. as we all do and so I was, yeah, the last couple of beach trips I've actually been able to enjoy because of that. Yeah, and that's cool because when we first got married, I like, yeah, Pam hated the beach. 
And I never understood why. You just said like you never, you've never liked it since you were a young kid. But I think actually learning about it and understanding like the place where it came from to her actually like we we love going to the beach as a family. The kids yeah. love it. Um, and it's yeah not too far from the house, so it's it's a really nice time to yeah relax and have some good fan time. So that's been a good benefit of I guess learning more about um, yeah depression and then yeah. dealing with it and kind of working through it with therapy. So another thing that I also started on was this one's a bit like yeah uh, I don't know if it's for everyone, but what has helped me too mm. was getting on antidepressants. Like I think, yeah, for the longest time I was like, nah, I don't, like I don't need, I don't need it or, yeah, like, but I have gotten to the point where I'm accepting it and it's mm -hmm. okay. Like if I need to take medication And it's for been it, helping, that's the thing. <laughs> it's been helping me yeah. so much. Like, Do you want to explain how it works? Yeah, so what it, like what I'm taking is just, it kind of stabilizes my mood enough that um, instead of ha being big waves, like big jumps, ups and downs, mm -hmm. it's kind of like more subtle, like it's a bit more cruisier for me. Yep. So that I can navigate myself um, through. And not be freaking out and being so yeah. low sometimes, yeah. Yeah, because when I get to those lows, it's really, really low. And whereas since, yeah, I've been a couple of weeks taking it now and it's really helped me to not get so low, but enough that I'm still myself. Mm -hmm. And that I can hear myself think. I think that's the biggest improvement with it is because Before you have so many I've noises. had so many mm. voices in my head telling me this, telling me that. Whereas now, like, it's a bit more quieter. There's still the voices, but enough that I can think for myself yeah. at a lot of times. Yeah. And I like how um, yeah, your specialist, I call it, um, says you can take it for as long as you need. Like, yeah. there's no prescribed time like as long as you feel like you need it that's how long you take it and if i need to stop i can just can stop, stop. Yeah. yeah but i think there's so much misconceptions we'll go back also to the um like a psychiatrist a specialist and even like medication yeah. i think there's just people think that it's a waste of time it's rubbish it's not worth exactly. like doing it cost too much money um like all those things it's, it's just for rich white people where i think that's just a whole lot of crap um and i've seen firsthand how it's literally yeah. Changed my life. Yeah, changed your life, saved your life. Yes. And how can, yeah, have the same impact on other people if you just learn about it? Yeah. I think for the biggest time, like, I kept telling myself that I was too sensitive. Mm. Like, Pam, no, you're just sensitive. No, Pam, like, stop being sad. Like, just, just snap out of it. Yeah. And that wasn't doing any favors for myself. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I literally... And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that feel like, oh, I just need to stop being sensitive and just get over it. But mental health and depression is a real illness. It's mm -hmm. it's a real um, disabling disease. Mm -hmm. That's It's real and it's out there. And just because we can't see it physically, that's one thing too that I loved that um, my specialist taught me was that like I need to treat myself as if I'm, as if both my legs are in casts. Mm -hmm. Like as if both of my legs have been broken and they're in casts, like w will I be nicer to myself? And I was like, yeah, heck yes. Like my legs are broken. Like how am I supposed to do like clean the, clean the house, tend to the children, do this, do that. Whereas 
and she told me you need to see yourself in a class just because you don't see the physical stuff of it of it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist doesn't mean that you're not that you're not injured that you're not sick mm. and so taking that on board I've been able to be a lot nicer to myself and a lot more patient with myself I kept telling myself to hurry up and just get it over and done with yeah. do this treatment and overcome it already and yeah it's and what's helped too was um talking to you about it and yeah. actually helping you see it for what it is yeah because when pam explained that to me it just it clicked in my mind it made too much sense um because yeah when yeah if i did see her in a cast like i wouldn't yeah you, it changes the way you think and feel about it. and like for me as a husband i'm i feel like i'm a bit more patient like not to cause arguments or not to be offended so quickly because i know what she's going through and we've had some really good conversations just even me just asking like how are you feeling today texting her um yeah like are you doing okay like if she's feeling sad or not a good mood like i know like when i get home i make sure like i clean um cook dinner look up like yeah, give her some time just to rest and, and get away from the kids um so yeah it's a team effort i think that yeah it helps when you have someone else in your corner yeah cheering you on and, and helping you along yeah and like for me i needed that support mm. because i kept feeling like oh like Caleb's gonna think I'm lazy that I'm just laying around all day in bed and like all this and I needed to explain to him that I literally cannot get out of bed like I know I'm not like I have no broken legs or broken arms but right now like that's the thing too is that our brains are the drivers to everything yeah like if our brain is not right we're not gonna get out of bed we're not gonna mm. go and cook we're not gonna go and clean whereas if our brain is right even if I have two broken legs and I'm on a wheelchair. I can still wheelchair all myself myself to the kitchen mm -hmm. and cook. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, we need to remember that our brains are the drivers for everything, and we need to put in that treatment, that that money, that if we mm. need to, into our brains. Like I'm saying this, like a couple, like a month ago, I probably wouldn't be saying this, but I didn't realize how important, like, um, seeing a psychiatrist, like seeing a therapist, like. As much as the medication helps, if I choose to stop this medication tomorrow, like, and I stop and I never did the treatments, that's like, that's about it. I'm going to have this again. Mm. But with therapy, like it, it starts from the inside out where I revisit where it all started and I get to change those thoughts, that internal dialogue that I've got with myself that I keep putting, bringing myself back into this depression mode and yep. mood. So I think, yeah, and we've spoken about it before, like if you knew about this earlier, you would have done it earlier. So yeah. I think it's just making, yeah, being aware of how you're feeling and I think seeking help as early as you can. I mm -hmm. think that's the best time um, to, to make sure that your your mental health and your mental state is is healthy. I think we talk and you see it on Instagram, like and everything about keeping fit and physically healthy. Yeah. But I don't think there's enough emphasis on now Mental how our mind's going, you know, because yeah. like you said, that's what drives our body. You know, if your mind's not there, you're, you're not going to want to go and lose weight. You're not going to want to do all those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's important to look after your, not just yours, but other people. Like yeah. ask how they're doing. And I think the world's been a lot. I think it's gone a lot better than I think what it used to be, yeah. in terms of like are you okay campaigns and um, even like the men's um, mental health when yeah. they have those breakfasts and yep. get together. 
women's mental health and that's the thing so too important. is like in who it says that the world health organization um it said that women suffer from depression more than men, men yeah. not saying that men don't but um like a lot of women have reported that they are mm. affected by it um but i wouldn't be surprised if if men really are yeah because you know men don't really want to say yeah, that they are true and but yeah it's like we like you heard it's it's huge and yeah it and if this is i'm just thinking if this is the like the reported people who are going through depression or who have been going through depression um like i just wonder the amount of people who really are going through it like there's so yeah. many people that don't um use their voices and speak up and say yeah i am going through it and yeah. so many people are missed like not undiagnosed so what do you think we can do to help like um, others going through this well there are like websites where you can actually take a um what do you call it a quiz mm. and oh, you just yeah. answer the questions it's from a website in new zealand oh nice so like there's actually resources on there and also you can see your gp um, i know in australia they offer 10 free therapy sessions if you go to them and to talk to them mm -hmm. about what you're going through and even yeah. about I, I didn't know this but how you spoke about when you used to be a, uh, your placements uh, as a nurse in hospitals mm. you can just self yeah um, um what do you call it yeah self-admit self-admit yeah. yeah so if you're really getting to the point where it's severe and you know that you're at risk of committing suicide you can actually go to the hospital and tell them hey i'm i'm scared that i'm going to commit suicide i need to admi mm -hmm. admit myself and you can it's available there like you just rock up to the hospital tell them what you're mm -hmm. going through and they admit you and like at least you know that you've got eyes on you you've got you're going to get the treatment that you need mm -hmm. and like therapists and yeah and trust like i've done placements in mental health wards and there's like th they do painting they mm. listen to music they do all these amazing things like to get you back on your feet and don't be ashamed like you wouldn't be ashamed if you know you had a broken arm or yeah something like that you'd but go straight to the hospital yeah yeah but we are ashamed when it comes to our minds because we try and tell ourselves that it's weakness yeah. that it's sensitivity it's not weakness especially if, it, if it's going to lead to you ending your life or wanting to end your life yeah like it, yeah it's way more important than than that that shame factor but like you said it is you know that is what like people do experience that yeah but i think it's just overcoming that because your life is more important than feeling that but like maybe a bit of embarrassment mm -hmm. um yeah your life matters yeah yeah and it also goes to show that like just how important our words yeah and the way we speak to others are because you don't know who's going through it you don't know who's depressed for me i've gone throughout my life having these depressive episodes and i have actually been affected by people's comments mm. where i do go home and it eats me up it gets to the like i cry yeah. myself to bed and so yeah like and that, i think that's too where my whole trying to be nice to everyone is because i've gone yeah. through it you've experienced like the opposite side yeah yeah and that's for for all like young and old mm -hmm. um parents to children siblings siblings to each other friends even strangers yeah yeah you never know what they're going through so 
to, to be kind yeah that's so important man um, I guess for yourself what are some practical things that you're doing day to day to help you through like this um, yeah through depression yeah so I think I'm just starting to find things that I enjoy doing mm-hmm. and doing those things like kind of fulfilling my life a lot more yeah. so that's yeah doing therapy um, trying to exercise and like not exercise to be skinny, but exercise just for my mental health. Yeah. Um, I've taken on painting yeah. as like a hobby because I've kind of been interested in it and I've been loving it. Yeah, I've been enjoying so it. And yeah, going for walks, like before therapy and all this, mm-hmm. I used to never go for walks by myself. I used to be scared to go for walks <laughs> by yeah. myself. Whereas now I'm actually, yeah, getting out there and going for walks. So so good. So many things you can do, and also like with that as well is like knowing when to put things on the side, like the back burner. Yeah. Like the bougie is your thing, like uh, your online business, mm-hmm. um, because that's that takes a lot. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot out of me. So yeah, it's also being wise with. Yeah, sometimes you need a. Some things are more important than others at that time. And even like oh, even times where I am really low, and. I want to take like I'm. I want to be that mum. Take the kids out f- to the park. Mm. Take them here. Take them there. Yeah. Paint with them and do all these activities. But I just I found that I just need to be nicer to myself. It's okay if they just watch TV today. Yeah. It's okay if all we do is like s- I sit on the couch while they play in front of me. Like mm-hmm. that's fine. And it's yeah, just yeah, knowing when to put things to the side. And just focus on your mental health. One thing that I love that I've been noticing on social media is um, people taking mental health days off mm. where they just don't go to work that day. They don't do anything, no chores. They just enjoy their, their day so that their mm. mental health can be on back on track. Yeah, that's awesome. Was there anything else that you think could help people? Yeah, like noticing when someone's withdrawing yeah. Um, noticing like if your spouse or if someone just keeps like you know they're so sad they don't want to get out of bed mm. like your sibling that you think might be lazy in their room yeah, they don't want to do the for hours or they don't want to help out yeah, yeah. like check up on they them they could be going through something really bad they might yeah, be exactly. going through something but you just automatically think negatively think like oh they, mm-hmm. they're lazy yeah. and I, I might have been yeah. oh, I think I was guilty of that as well like with siblings growing up yeah like yeah you just don't know what's happening in their mind and even as parents like if your teenager is in their room all the time or you notice that they're that they quit sports or you know they're doing something out of the ordinary or just hiding from you and when they're usually outside talking to everyone like check up like don't don't just brush it off and think they're being lazy today or Mm. they're doing this today like actually genuinely ask them like are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong? Is there something I can do? And if that behavior keeps happening, like, you've really got to keep an eye out for them. Yep. Yeah, that's some really good cues. And I think as a, yeah, as a husband, and for other people that you know, may know of someone, is to maybe like do some research in behalf of your partner yeah. or your friend. Like maybe look if there's, um, like a therapist that's. That that may that that may help them um, find out yeah different things symptoms that you know they may be going through and, and and try and do your part to help them 
yeah, just for myself, like yeah, researching about depression has helped me be more aware of what you're going through. So I think that's something that people can can do. Just educate yourself about it, mm-hmm. be aware, and then you yeah, ask. Yeah. And just be a friend, be kind. So yeah, thanks guys for listening. Um, yeah, we would appreciate if you could yeah share um, yeah. this podcast with others and subscribe. We want to keep um, yeah sh- sharing things that that are affecting us and and that could hopefully help and bless your life. So um, yeah, we appreciate if you could help it grow. Yeah, Thank thanks for you. your time. Take care. Bye. Bye.